Thank you, and welcome to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Braz. Monica is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB Serving Western Ontario. On this episode of Ask BBB, our guest is Dr. Mario Favri, a London psychologist who's going to join us. Dr. Favri provided useful counsel to people over decades uh, through his profession as a psychologist, and he has taught at the university level. He's worked as a clinical psychologist in education and the mental health and addictions fields. Since 1997, he's offered his services as a sports psychologist and has worked with athletes at all levels, including professional hockey players, touring golfers, and high-performance curlers. He recently released an article titled, Helpful Things to Do While Waiting to be Vaccinated. And so he joins us now to talk a little bit about that. Thanks so much for joining us today. Good morning, Monica. Good morning, Jim, and thanks for having me. Well, this has really been a year of a roller coaster, right? So mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about what you believe to be the most important advice that you have to offer us and our audience this morning. Well, I think for starters, I'd say if you want peace of mind until you're vaccinated, then the safest and most reassuring thing that you can do, especially in light of the uh, the variants, is to Wear a layered mask and keep your distance when leaving your home. Wash your hands often. Test yourself for COVID regularly. And by all means, don't travel. Speaking of testing yourself, Health Canada has approved tests that can be done at home. And it's recommended that you test yourself at least three times a week. If that's not possible, once a week is better than not testing at all. These are really important guidelines that we all should be following, especially those with a medical condition like diabetes, or women being treated for breast cancer, or those working in essential services like hospitals, supermarkets, schools involving the teachers, the office staff, the custodians, and yes, even the bus drivers. It's also really important for young people to start following these guidelines because we now know that they are highly vulnerable to catching the variants. So how important is our outlook, Um, you know, remaining hopeful, keeping focused on the light at the end of the tunnel? Oh, really important. Hope is so important because it protects us from stress, anxiety, and despair. So we want to be hopeful that if if we can avoid the virus and its variants, and then we also want to have a plan that'll help us do that. Some will rely on prayer. So for others, what I'll be doing is offering some suggestions this morning that can be included in a plan that'll help avoid contacting the virus and its variants. How does high anxiety affect our immune system, Mario? Well, our immune system is our first line of defense when it comes to fighting off illness or disease. And unfortunately, our immune system weakens as we get older, which partly explains why so many seniors have died in nursing homes. On the plus side, there are things that we can do to strengthen our immune system. And among the most important is getting a good night's sleep. And that means no less than seven hours a night. 
A well-balanced diet and moderate exercise, like a brisk walk outdoors for at least a half hour, daily helps. But another key to strengthening our immune system is reducing stress, because stress weakens the immune system. So if we're experiencing a lot of stress, for whatever the reason, it puts us at risk for catching the virus. It also reduces the effectiveness of any vaccines that were given to prevent us from getting the virus. So that's an interesting point that you brought out because, um, you know, in listening to some podcasts and reading articles online, you know, a lot of people are at home, maybe they're feeling, um, you know, there's a little bit of a polar situation, right? Some people are at home with children and feeling the anxiety of trying to work and deal with kids and others are at home and maybe don't have children or as many um, things to do. And so, are um, working more. So there's this culture of workaholics that seems to be being created as an outcome of the pandemic as well. So mm-hmm. that would increase everyone's overall anxiety and stress. So what are some ways that maybe you can suggest that we can you know, manage maybe some anxiety and stress that we have as a consequence of the pandemic or you know, secondary things like work or having to manage kids at home? I think it it helps that we can more or less develop a routine to our days, particularly during the week. And uh, even even during the weekend, and among the most effective ways in which we can control stress and anxiety is through things like yoga, Tai Chi, meditation. Meditation is, is extremely popular as a means of dealing with anxiety and keeping our emotions under control. And if people are interested in learning about meditation, Netflix has a great series on how to meditate. It's something that they might want to look into. What what happens during that meditation time? And uh, what are some of the very simple things we can do to introduce ourselves to some of those benefits, Mario? Well, one of the real benefits of meditation is it helps us to get in control of our thoughts so that we prevent ourselves from thinking thoughts that we would rather not think. And for example, uh, one of the strategies that I mentioned in the article is just worrying. What we don't want to do when we have a worrisome thought is tell ourselves, don't worry, or tell our kids, our friends, not to worry because when you say don't worry you're setting yourself up to worry so what you want to do is describe what you're experiencing and the strategy is saying to yourself just worrying just worrying and you may have to say it 30 times just worrying and boy is it ever an effective technique to prevent yourself from having worrisome thoughts it's so effective that we often forget about it and have to remind ourselves when we have a worrisome thought. So you're saying if if I have a worrisome thought, like uh, what if I get um, COVID and, and it affects me, if I just tell myself that, okay, I'm just worrying here, this, this isn't really going to happen, that that actually has an effect on, on relieving the tension? 
Yes, it does. I'm just worrying and I refocus my attention on what I want to be doing. There, there is a, another strategy that I mentioned in the article and it's called positive affirmations. And it, it's relevant here in that, in other words, if there's a challenge that I have and I'm concerned about it, what I can say is I'm just worrying. Another uh, option is to have a positive affirmation. In other words, draw upon your past experience. We, in, in sports, we refer to athletes going to the well, drawing a upon your past experience. So the affirmation becomes, I've done it before, I'm going to do it again now. <laughs> done it before, I'm going to do it again now. And if you say that often enough, it becomes effective. Because the reality is, the more we see something or hear something, the more we hear something, the more we come to believe it's true. So affirmations are very effective in that context. You're basically saying it over and over again, so you come to believe that it's true. Our guest this morning is London psychologist, Dr. Mario Fabry, and our conversation will continue after we take this short break. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with co-host Monica Braz, Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB. And this morning, we're talking with London psychologist, Dr. Mario Fabry. So, Dr. Favry, when we think about, you know, some of the highlights that are, we looked at from your article, one of the things that you mentioned was, you know, take care of yourself or look after yourself. And so what are some activities that we can consider, including in our daily routine, that not only helps us cope, but that also can just be effective techniques that we can use going forward? Yeah, I think one of the benefits of COVID has become We've gotten to know ourselves. We're becoming aware of ourselves as people. And one of the realizations can be that, my God, I'm spending too much time at work and not enough time doing the things that I like to do or not enough time spending with my family. And in terms of some marital difficulties, one of the common problems is communication. So it's, again, getting in touch with things that maybe I can improve upon. One of the things that we can do is think in terms of uh, pursuing activities that have meaning for us, such as uh, volunteering or um, uh, adopting a pet, learning a foreign language, or learning to play a musical instrument. So in other words, there's satisfaction in doing that. And it mentioned the importance of being good to ourselves. One of the very popular forms of psychotherapy today is called self-compassion therapy. In other words, we have to be more compassionate with respect to ourselves. And one of the ways in which we can do that is if I'm having difficulty, I ask myself, well, if my best friend was having that problem, what would I say to them? So it's important that what I would say to them, I say to myself. And there's good evidence, for example, that if you stand in front of a mirror and say those kind of compassionate things to yourself, it enhances the beneficial effect 
one of the significant ways of reducing stress is through laughter. Laughter is just so important. It releases body tension. So take a look at your friends and spend more time with the friends that make you laugh rather than maybe those ogres that uh, are complaining about everything. Well, that brings up a, a point right there. Um, when we turn on the TV, instead of a comedy, we find news and the news just brings everything back into focus uh, or at least uh, puts our focus on all the difficulties that are out there. Um, how do you handle that? Yeah, um, I, I kind of get the impression that our news tends to focus on bad news rather than good news. And it's particularly troublesome that we, uh, we find ourselves watching the 11 o'clock news at night just prior to bedtime. So one of my suggestions would be that uh, you think in terms of watching the news earlier, or if you're going to, uh, and then you spend the evening doing, yeah, pleasant tasks, like uh, perhaps uh, going through a photo album and rem reminiscing because that's stress reducing in and of itself, just to reminisce on, on the past experiences. But um, one can also in the evening then, yeah, spend more time interacting with the significant others in the household, or if you're alone playing music or going on to YouTube and what a great resource that is. One of the things that I do is that uh, I watch the 11 o'clock news at night and then I follow it with comedy. So I will spend time after I watch the news watching old Jerry Seinfeld uh, <laughs> sessions. And the other one that I really like and that I'm into right now is the old Carol Burnett show and Tim Conway and Harvey Corman. So basically that's what I do prior to bedtime. I get rid of the negative stuff and replace it with good old fashioned comedy. So those are some really great suggestions. And, you know, like families being at home, we have lots of board games and stuff that people, you know, that we play. And sometimes we only typically bring them out at certain times of the year when it's winter. But these are great times to really have like good family time together and, um, you know, pleasurable and joyful time together. I was just going to say one of the nice things about board games is that there are activities that we enjoy doing and if we can do, enjoy it with other people in the family fantastic but regardless when when we're involved in a board game or if we're making a puzzle it's very much like meditation in the sense that you're totally focused on the task at hand and by focusing on the task at hand whether in making a puzzle or playing mahjong or playing double solitaire. Yeah, so we've been talking about, you know, worrisome, worrisome thoughts. Um, what? Let's talk a little bit more maybe about self-talk. Like how can we try to improve or change our self-talk? Because sometimes we, you know, I know you had mentioned a little bit about self-compassion and that's important, but how can we work on that a little bit during these times? Well, again, again, the virus puts us in touch with ourselves. But we find, and if we tend to find ourselves engaging more often in negative self-talk than positive self-talk, then awareness is the first step in terms of change. So what I need to do is start looking to ways in which I can enhance my ability to think positively. 
And it, it, it comes down to beliefs. In other words, believing that um, my cup is uh, half full rather than half empty. In other words, becoming more positive, having a more positive orientation. And I'd mentioned affirmations. Affirmations is our positive self-talk. And what we want to do also, I guess, in relation to positive positivity is find time to thank our first responders, to thank the people at the supermarket for giving of themselves. In other words, to, to, to actually take the time to write to or speak to uh, the people that are providing that kind of service. Speaking of that, uh, Mario, and, and the Better Business Bureau has developed a number of things that, that point people to assistance and help. How important is it uh, to reach out for help when you feel that uh, sense of despair or you simply need to find some help for financial support and so on? How important is it to, to, to be able to reach out? Unless we reach out, what we tend to do is magnify problems in our head. And the advantage of speaking out and reaching out, you're basically describing what's going on with you. And you're hearing yourself. I'm finally hearing myself. And if I'm reaching out to someone who can respond or, really important, listen to me. Listening is just so important in terms of communication and the benefits of that reaching out experience. But reaching out, absolutely essential. I was just thinking, you know, listening to some of that information you just shared about some of our choices, right? Because, you know, you made a great point about, you know, reaching out to people, reach out to friends. And I know a lot of times people say, you know, they're tired of being on Zoom because they, they maybe spend a lot of time on Zoom or you know, because of work. Um, but how, like, you know, choosing to, for example, attend a networking event where you're not doing it because you have to, but doing it because you want to connect with business colleagues or choosing to have dinner with your family over Zoom because you want to associate together, um, maybe focusing on the choice of engagement versus focusing on the tool that you're using for that engagement. And I guess that's one of, now that we're in lockdown again, one of the things that we miss most is socialization. And one of the things that we can do in order to enhance socialization is to get outdoors. This past weekend was a beautiful weekend. And to go to the park and to, just to see so many people. And so what my wife and I are doing is now that the better weather is here is we will be engaging with our friends in a park, in our lawn chairs, at a good distance from each other. Socialization is just so, so important. And we, we often talk in terms of longevity. One of the single most important things in terms of longevity is socialization. And so it is important. And I, I guess our hope is that more people will come to the realization that, yeah, one of the challenges of working at home is I spend too much time working. So maybe what I need to do is focus more attention, perhaps listen to my spouse <laughs> and follow her advice, <laughs> spend more time with the family as a 
Well, Mario, we want to thank you for socializing with us this morning <laughs> here on Ask BBB. Uh, it's been most helpful, and I think I feel a little better now. Thanks very much for your time. Thank you, uh, Monica, and thank you, Jim. Our guest this morning has been Dr. Mario Favre, London psychologist specializing in sports psychology and helping us this morning with information from his article, Things to Do While Waiting for the Vaccination. We'll be back in a moment to close out the program. Welcome back. Well, we have just a short time to close off the program this morning. If you have found the suggestions offered by Dr. Favre to be useful and you'd like a copy of his article, Helpful Things You Can Do While Waiting to Be Vaccinated, please email him at mfavre at simpatico.ca. So that's M-F-A-V-E-R-I at simpatico.ca and he'll send you a copy. You can contact us anytime at Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBB Western ONT. And if you have a question or a guest suggestion, tweet us at hashtag AskBBB. And thanks for listening this morning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Braz. Remember, Ask BBB. And start with trust. <laughs>